Return of the draft. Return of the draft. Return of the draft. Every year it's gonna be back. Welcome everyone again to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. Sorry for the lame intro there. It's Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund with J.O. bringing you this episode of the show. J.O., how are you doing? I'm doing A-OK, man. Doing A-OK. Glad to be back for another installment. And uh, it's going to be a fun one because we're going to go over the uh, WWE draft, which goes into effect this week after Crown Jewel. It's going to be quite interesting to see. We'll get into that in a little bit. We just want to kind of recap the week before uh, we get into that topic. And it's been a wild week of wrestling. Last Friday was one of the most interesting days in recent history of wrestling because so AEW Rampage they did a buy-in show from 9 to 10 on YouTube right direct right like as Smackdown was going on because Smackdown runs 8 to 10 but they were running on FS1 last week and then uh AEW went live from 10 to 11 on TNT and SmackDown on FS1 was commercial free from 10 to 10:30. They got the got an extra half hour last week, which made for some interesting, uh, interesting television, to say the least. Commercial free, big time, big time. And we also got Brian Danielson, Minoru Suzuki for free on YouTube. See, does AEW not know how? business works i mean that's something you can market as a main event on a pay-per-view but yet here they are just giving it to us same thing with uh kenny omega versus brian danielson like guys like you're leaving money on the table i mean I, i'm not saying i'm not it can go they can go back to it later but... <laughs> they can go back to it later but it was if you haven't already please go check out brian danielson versus minoru suzuki it is a fantastic piece of professional wrestling. So much fun. And Minoru Suzuki, this dude has been on a tour of America, and he's just having match after match, fantastic matches, appearing on different brands, different companies. He's been – he wrestled for Game Changer Wrestling. He's wrestled for AEW. He's going to be on Impact Wrestling here soon. The dude's literally doing it all. And he's 53 years old. He's a psychopath. I'm saying he's just out here having fun, uh, giving a gift, and hopefully new eyes to the product overseas. You know. Yes, and uh, it's 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 going to be nothing. It's nothing short of legendary. He's had a he's had a lot of uh, fun and great matches during his time here in America. Uh, so speaking of back to the AEW Rampage and SmackDown thing. So they were on TV ten to ten thirty at the same time on Friday. So the 10 o'clock segment for AEW, the 10 to 10, 15 quarterly hour segment, uh, thank you WrestleNomics for this, uh, these ratings. Um, AEW beat SmackDown in the 18 to 49 demo during that uh, quarter hour from 10 to 10, 15. So that was CM Punk, Matt Seidel. And then on SmackDown, it was Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Sounds like a pretty good match, potential good match. So I from the I looked at the ratings for the rest from WrestleNomics, 
And it was 300 in the 18 to 49 demo from 10 to 10, 15. AEW beat, uh, AEW Rampage beat SmackDown 363,000 to 277,000. Hmm. Interesting. Because, I mean, is it though? Because AEW has just been on fire lately. So, I don't say at this point, I'm not surprised to hear that, you know, AEW is going to beat WWE every now and then. And somebody pointed this out on Twitter. I cannot remember who, but like they said, it's something's wrong when you're losing two point, like, like they usually get like 2 million viewers. SmackDown does on, on, on Fox. None of the, like almost a third of them didn't almost two thirds of them didn't come back to watch it on uh, FS1. From Fast Fox to FS1, they didn't go over to watch it. Is that a problem? I mean, I'm trying to remember if, honestly, my biggest thing is is if maybe these people don't even have the same cable packages as other people. That was the first thing, because I don't know where FS1 is available or if it's widely available. Because that's the most, that's the first thing that I think when of losing viewers like that. The keeping up with kayfabes, I looked at the difference in like number of households in America that had Fox and Fox FS1. And it seemed like it was that drastically different because that you go from like 2 million to 800 some thousand. That's a third. That's almost a third. That's like, yeah, that is a little over a third. But, and then, Actually, there was a Ruby Soho match. Also, the, the last half, fifteen minutes, the quarter, last quarter hour. So Ruby Soho against uh, uh, it was the Bunny. I think I think it was the Bunny uh, that drew a point two four rating in the eighteen to forty nine. Well, I think never mind. It was it was very similar. So brought like the rating they drew for the point for the uh, that quarter hour. It was the same as the Brock Roman segment. It was the same as a Brock Roman? Yeah, it was the same rating. I mean, if... Okay, let's, so let's say that the people who have Fox Sports and the people, the people who have... Okay, the people who both have Fox Sports and FS1... Yeah, here we go, those, yeah. 293,000 each. On the 18 to 49 huh. demo. I don't know. I mean, the product that WWE was putting out right then isn't, doesn't seem like something that would turn away over 200,000 people. And it was right? a really good segment I watched between Roman and Brock. Yeah. I, 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 I got to give him credit. That was a hilarious segment because Brock's like, oh, I had my advocate read it. Paul Heyman, my, the contract. Because Roman was giving him crap about not like not reading the contract, but it's like I already went over this with my advocate Paul Heyman. And it was like, ooh, which side is Paul picking? That's pretty much what the case was. But uh, overall, SmackDown beat AEW Rampage. It was eight hundred sixty-six thousand for the for SmackDown on FS1 and uh, five hundred seventy-eight thousand on AEW Rampage. Uh, overall. In the 18 to 49 demo, uh, SmackDown won like over their 
the show, their entire show, 314K to 313K. It's not a victory, really. It's just rating because they're not directly competing against one and one another. The only hour they were competing against one another was uh, well, the two quarter hours at 10, 10 to 10, 15 and 10 to 10, 10 to 10, 30. So it really it's not like it's actual competition competition. I say that's a very important thing to say right there because uh, there are so many wrestling fans out there that want it to be a, a competition. They want another Monday Night Wars, but it not it isn't exactly like that with AWWE right now, as much as the fans would like it to be. Oh, and Tony Khan, he's, he's hamming it up on Twitter about this kind of stuff. And like, oh, it's like, yeah, kind of not like a little bit braggadocious, a little cocky, a little cockiness. You got to have a little bit of it. But too much of it can get you in trouble. But he was talking about that last court that, that they want the hours that they won in the 18 to 49 demo. Because WWE's gonna kill him in the 50 to 50 and over demo every time. It's just it's just people watch WWE for so long, it's good they're conditioned. That's what they're conditioned to watch. Right. And obviously Khan knows about it. Uh Vince McMahon knows about what the fans are putting them against each other in their minds. So, I mean, if they know about it, they're going to joke about it, tease, you know, tease the fans about that. Yeah, we're winning, even though we're not really trying to compete. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's fine. It's all fine and good. It's all good fun. Uh, just wrestling's good. Wrestling is all freaking good. And uh, it's going to be it's gonna be fun coming up. This week is Crown Jewel. We have Xavier Woods and uh, Finn Balor. In the King of the Ring final, uh, Jo's gonna have a he's a, he's gonna he's gonna be hurting if Finn doesn't win here. See, I'm a I could actually see Finn Balor lose because I'm correct in saying it was Xavier Woods who wanted to bring this uh, tournament back. Correct? Yes, Xavier yeah. Woods has been wanting to do King of the Ring because it's like his favorite thing in wrestling ever. Exactly. So it, he's in the finals. He's the one who wanted wanted the tournament back, and he's in the finals. So that sets it up that it's his match to win. Mm-hmm. But I, oh god, I would I would love the idea of a demon king Finn Balor. Come on, just the name of that sounds super cool. Oh, and and uh, yes, that's cool. I'm predicting Finn turns heel. A heel Finn Balor as well. Um, I could like that. Yeah, I could. I I can dig it. Um, so just I was going to briefly say, SmackDown and AEW put out great shows on Friday night, both of them. So competition breeds better TV. But uh, and back to that crown, the crown jewel thing with uh, Xavier Woods and uh, Finn Balor. It's going to be good. It's going to be good no matter what. Finn, Xavier Woods is criminally underrated as as it is and uh i just think the way wwe does things we can't have nice things so they're not going to give xavier woods the win they're going to do something and that's my prediction of what they're going to do is finn's going to win he's going to turn heel okay but could this also be an end uh xavier woods wins However, instead of the whole, you know, camaraderie, good job, good match, that's when Finn turns heel. Like, Xavier goes to shake Finn's hand or whatever, and then boom, sling blade. 
could work either way. So it's going to be interesting. Crown Jewel's got a really good card. It's probably the best. That's going to be the best Crown Jewel show they've had in Saudi Arabia since they've started doing those. So you got Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar for the Universal title, Becky Lynch, Sa- Bianca Belair, and Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Ch- Championship. Uh, RK Bro taking on AJ Styles and Omos. I feel like they've done that match a- already a hundred times. <laughs> uh, Big E versus Drew McIntyre. That should be good. Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. No hold barred. Like we said, the, the King of the Ring tournament final. Uh, Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler for the Queen's Crown Tournament, which has kind of been a, a embarrassing at this point because they're not getting the women aren't getting any more than three minutes, three three and a half minutes or whatever in their matches in that tournament. So it's really a, kind of a, a joke. It's 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 pathetic. Right. It's pathetic that they're getting that much time. Uh, Edge versus like Seth Rollins. For a few reasons. Yeah, for a few reasons. Well. I think that may. That, I think we need to talk about that here in an upcoming episode. We'll see. We'll we'll see about that. Uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell, and then Mansoor taking on Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali in a singles match. So nine matches on the card. That's taking place on Thursday, if I'm correct. Yes, that is Thursday for uh, Crown Jewel. But what goes into effect after Crown Jewel? Sorry for the long introduction and prelude to this but we are talking about the wwe draft that's what comes into effect right after crown jewel on october 22nd which is this friday and the draft results they were happened draft happened a few weeks ago we wanted to go over it give our analysis on the draft who got in a good landing spot who didn't giving you our thoughts on the overall roster as well so for monday night raw they drafted 36 superstars to the brand the women they drafted five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen women drafted to raw if i'm correct we got this uh from cbs sports thank you cbs sports for the the uh article which gave us an easy analysis easy uh way to grab the uh the names of the superstars actually it's 14 women on uh, monday night raw that got drafted 29 on smackdown and 10 29 men on smackdown 10 women on smackdown 14 women on raw so jo give me a little bit of your overall thoughts of uh of the raw roster at least the raw roster i would say is pretty top heavy they it comparing the two rosters i would definitely say raw looks like it got some most of the star power that wwe has available to them and you know why i think they did that i think usa usa has not had the best relationship with wwe recently i think usa is a little mad about raw smackdown having all the stars on it so they raw so wwe moved a bunch of the big names over to raw because Raw is the flagship show, but uh, yeah, I th- I think the same. It's very very top heavy. The main event scene's really good. So hopefully, 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 Big E gets an opportunity to have some really good matches with main event level guys. Like he get the treatment that Kofi didn't get when he was champion. He didn't get a lot of main event level guys in his reign. Mm-mm. 
And it was kind of unfortunate because it was like, you got to solidify his reign. You got to be, and they got to treat Big E like a main eventer. They need to treat him like a main eventer. A hundred percent. And we may have talked about this uh, before, but I already feel like they're doing a way better job with Big E than they are with Kofi. Because I, I, I get that main event world champion feel when I look at Big E. Well, he's been doing TV stuff. He did TV stuff a couple last week, and that was, that was really cool. Uh, sorry about your Iowa Hawkeyes, Big E, but the Purdue Boilermakers <laughs> took him down this week. I, I, had, I had to do it. I had to do it. 24 <laughs> to 7. That was a big, big whooping of number two Iowa. Don't don't get a number two ranking and play Purdue because uh more often than not, they'll beat you. They've won nine of those games against number one or number two opponents as an unranked team. More than double any team in history. Sorry for the sports lesson there. That's the only time we'll probably really talk about sports on here. But uh really big E does get to, he's he does feel like a bigger star at this point. Just hopefully they give him main event level guys. Hopefully it gets a good start with Drew McIntyre. Right. That's what I was feeling too. And also with maybe when WWE gets behind carrying cross, that could be a potential one. I'm not feeling it right now. Cause I, as of right now, I saw something on wrestle votes today. Uh, they provided some information on uh carrying cross here today and it said oh, yes a source states wwe is shifting carrying cross's character once again plan is for him to be more of a psycho yet still calm and cool as of now the helmet stays but for whatever reason still no scarlet presentation of entrance including theme music set to change as well that's what resolute said yep all right let me just change my list here then <laughs> but no, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think with the star power, it'll definitely give uh, Biggie either either a good push by going over some of the talent he has to work with, and overall, we'll probably just get good matches because Biggie is great in the ring. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to the opportunities he has. Yeah, and Seth Rollins, I feel like one of the guys that's going to get a few early few with Big E. I, I I'm feeling it right now after this after Hell in a Cell. I think Rollins transitions over to Big E. Hopefully, that'd be that'd be a good match, really good match. Keith Bearcat Lee, he's in the early stages of a heel uh, run, I think. So I hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle, and hopefully this character shift for him helps him out maybe get a biggie uh keith lee match at some point that'd be really freaking cool man two monsters of men colliding in there but yeah and what what draft tick did you question hmm on raw on Raw, I most of it kind of made sense to me. Um, the one that I thought probably could have been better on SmackDown was KO. I think I got a theory too on that, but you go go ahead. I mean, personally, I think KO's feud with Roman Reigns was one of the best feuds he's ever had. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked him to revisit that. So I think it would have been cool to have him back on SmackDown. But 
I don't know. I, I see more. Honestly, this probably could go back to what I talked about earlier is uh, SmackDown needs some star power over there. So I think KO would have been a nice balance because he's, he's a good name in uh, WWE, of course. And he's kind of in the middle. He's not like a Roman Reigns just yet, but it, for the wrestling diehard fans that if you see KO in a match, like they'll tune in. Mm-hmm. Uh, KO, his contract's coming up soon. I did remember hearing that. So I think it's just him biding time until he leaves. And that's my my theory is he's not staying with the company. You think he's going to be all elite? I think he's jumping, but that's, that's just me thinking that because he's never been truly treated like a main event guy, even though he has everything. Okay. I, I, he has relatability. That's one thing with him that I feel like Vince is missing out on. He has relatability because there's people that look, people, people look like Kevin Owens. People, Kevin Owens speaks what we feel all the freaking time. I swear when he cuts promos, it's fantastic every single time. He's a master on the mic and he can go, he can go. But I, I just feel like he's waiting it out because I think it. I don't know if I, re- I don't remember the timeline on it, but I think it expires like at the end of this year or early next year. So I think he's just kind of waiting. And he's been drafted every single time. He's been he's flipped brands every single time the drafts happen. Him and Liv Morgan both. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I saw that as a stat for every uh, draft. Kevin Owens is the only superstar who's ever done it every time who switched brands every, every draft. Mm-hmm. Um, one, uh, one person I questioned draft wise was really, it's actually not more so the draft, like where they, not what, not a singles person, but a group actually, because they reunited the hurt business and they kept them on raw. I think it would have been better for them to go to SmackDown, but they have already got like two other factions on SmackDown now. I think it would have been better if a couple of these flip flopped. But we'll, I'll let you know which one I thought should have flip flopped. But I think Bobby's kind of in a weird spot at this point. Bobby Lashley. Yes, he's in a bad. He's in a kind of a weird spot. Him and Shelton and Cedric are kind of in an odd spot at this moment and just I think it would have been beneficial for them to go over to SmackDown and would have changed Hurt Locker Hurt Locker uh, Hurt, uh, Hurt Business <laughs> yeah but uh, um, I think they would have flipped with uh, top to, with a uh, uh, what's it called the new the new fact the NXT faction that came got brought up uh, Hit Row they go to SmackDown I could see a potential Bloodline, the Usos, and Bloodline bloodline versus her business. That could be that would have been a cool feud, possibly because you do three on three tag and everything. I could see that in the matchups in there. That'd be Roman Reigns versus uh, Lashley. Who's got the better spear? Come on now, like Vince, tune in, my guy. That's that's a main. That's a that's a feud waiting to happen. That's a (laughs) feud waiting to happen. Like I. I think that would be perfect, but I, 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 they would have to flip Hit Row and them 
on each on each brand because there's like two factions already on SmackDown now due to the draft. Um, uh, your best draft pick. Oh, you did you say best or did you already say best? No, well, we haven't gone over best. For me is, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was, no, you're good. Um, but would it be biased for me to say to put uh, Finn Balor as my best draft pick for Raw? Cause, but it, it's, it's not just a biased thing. I think my biggest thing was when I saw that Seth Rollins and Finn Balor were on the same uh, show. They could have a decent feud. And same thing with uh, Finn Balor's on one of my list of people that if he goes up against uh, Big E at some point in the future for the belt, I think that'd be a pretty good feud, pretty good match. Yeah, and I think I just think he needs a character shift. I really think he's due for a character shift. He's kind of been the same character his whole entire time when he's on the main roster. He hasn't really changed. I mean, they gave him a new nickname, if that helps. Like, Prince, kind of hinting back his days with Bullet Club. But I can, I can kind of see what you're saying. He needs to, I think it just needs to be a little darker, a little more aggressive and i just i think he needs a heel turn he he's one of those guys he's gonna be over no matter what it's like adam cole he's gonna be over no matter what you're gonna he's still gonna get cheered no matter what it's not gonna change anything it's gonna be one of those cool tweener guys and honestly i think his best work was when he was a heel i mean just look up uh look at his work in new japan mm-hmm. it's great Probably one of the best leaders of the Bullet Club, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. My best draft pick is a guy that's not going to be appearing for probably a little bit, but it's Gable Steveson, the Olympic gold medalist and national champion out of the University of Minnesota. I think he's got he's got quite he's got potential. He's got a lot of potential. I think it's going to be interesting to see when he starts because he's still going to be wrestling in college as well with the new NIL rules. I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting college college rules change from when we were in college. So, but he can still wrestle collegiately and wrestle professionally on WWE. So, but I think he's got a lot of potential. He's got, well, he's going to, he's got to have a high expectations for him. He's going to be, because the measuring stick is impossibly high because you got Kurt Angle up there. And that's it. <laughs> so are you going to be the next Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle or bust? That's <laughs> some kind of pressure on there. But he's good. We'll see if he can adjust to the professional ranks. He maybe can cut a promo as well. Because that's, that's how Kurt got himself really over was his personality. And hopefully, Steveson has that personality that can translate over to WWE. Right, because being a good wrestler isn't enough anymore. Like, you got to get people to like you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can get yourself over by the work you do in the ring. That's that's some people in this case can do that, which those are some of my favorite guys, too. Some guys that can just flat out go. Um, women's side. So looking at that roster. So we got Bianca. Rhea, Nikki Ash, Becky, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Nia Jax, Zelina Vega, Dewdrop, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Tamina. That's the raw side of things on the women's division. How do you feel about that? 
I think it's all right. Um, but I'm pretty sure Raw's tag team division in the women's got absolutely slaughtered. There's no well, the tag team it, division goes over both brands, right? But the one, the one that only stayed together was if was it? I think yeah, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash, mm-hmm. the one that were still together. And as with with the women's division. I w- kind of I know I know why she was a free agent, but I'm interested to see where they feel Bailey is gonna go when she mm-hmm. comes back. Because you can see her rehabbing on her Instagram and stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah. Raw but is. I think you continue. No, go ahead. I know. I, think I was gonna say. Gosh dang, we're interrupting <laughs> each other. Damn it. Okay, you're good. Go. Okay, I was just going to say, uh, I think it's almost the same as it is with the men's on Raw. The, the women's got a whole lot of star power on theirs. So it's just, again, top-heavy. Mm-hmm. I think from Raw's side of things, I, th- I don't know what, what's going to happen with the Raw title, women's title because Charlotte's holding it right now, and only the SmackDown title is being defended at Crown Jewel. And Charlotte's on SmackDown. So what is happening here? Where are we going <laughs> with this? What is Becky going to be Becky two belts again? Or well, Ooh. Becky, well, no, well, Becky's got the SmackDown title already on lock. Unless they right, try, unless, they're, gonna... unless they're going to put Charlotte put both titles on Charlotte. Uh, that doesn't make sense for right now. I mean, how you you just have a new draft. I doubt they're gonna have one person carry both belts. I don't know, but they may. Their talk, some theory was they're gonna exchange titles, which is just absolutely lame. Becky and Charlotte, like they so did the tag titles the, last year, right? Yeah, I don't like I don't like it when that happens. Turns the belts into like what Pokemon trade trading cards. Like you can't you don't earn them anymore. No, um, I just hope Bianca gets the Raw Women's Title back at some point because I her run as SmackDown champ got ended abruptly, and I just it was very disappointing. Uh, Becky, she's just gonna be where she's at pretty much. Um, women's tag that that division is. It's in just terrible shape, honestly. Every tag team they have, it's going to break up. And there's no tag, real tag teams in the division anymore, it seems like. Rhea and Nikki are just, were just thrown out together out of convenience. Because, like, oh, we're not, no, they're both not doing anything. Well, let's just throw them together and give them the tag titles, pretty much. And so that's the thing that WWE, you, the perfect thing that you brought up is they don't have tag teams they just have two superstars that they put together and call them a tag team mm-hmm. not the same thing it's not like i get certain people like you have to just use together for a while and develop them as a tag team like bobby Roode and dolph ziggler that's fine that's fine that's totally fine but when you just like oh, let's throw these people together pretty much and not do have any plan for them really other than win, have them win the title and not like in the NXT, they had some tag teams in there. Like NXT, um, they had Candice LeRae, Andy Hartwell was there as the part of the way. Um, 
they also had uh what was it uh well they had ember moon and shotzi at one point when shotzi was on nxt they had the titles actually shotzi and ember did uh the nxt women's tag team titles um what's what was the other team there was another team i'm thinking of and i'm completely spacing on them right now but oh it was uh casey catanzaro and uh, i think Caden carter those Kate. two I don't know. I mean, no, and there were with the draft. There weren't any high pro, pro high profile NXT call ups, were there? Um, the Hit Row, Hit Row, row the, the the crew from NXT. Um, that was the biggest one, really. Um, they also had uh, not Rick, well, not Riddick Moss. Riddick Moss is already on SmackDown. It was a uh, uh, what's his name, Ridge Holland. That was one. Um, but Smack Raw, I think the best pick out of Raw was uh, Liv Morgan, honestly. Because, you think so? Yes, because she, honestly, she just needs an opportunity because she's incredibly over. Like, she had money in the bank last year. They, they wanted her to win it. And I feel like she deserves a title run at some point. So hopefully she gets an opportunity over here on Raw, but the women's division outside of the four horsewomen and Bianca, it's just like, what's going on? What What's the plan here? Because there's doesn't seem like there's any plan. I mean, how many times has we've WWE done that? Do something, break a team up, make a team together without a plan. And pretty obvious they're doing it again right now. Like, even with singles competitors, they don't have to seem to have a plan at all. Like, outside of the four horsewomen and Bianca, it's like, and Shayna right now, because they're trying to make her a monster once again. But it's outside of that. It's like, what is the, what's the point? What, what, what are we doing here? What are we, are we trying to develop new stars? Or are we just trying to stay with the status quo again? Because it seems like we're not trying hard enough to get these new people over because we're only giving them two or three minute matches on TV. That's not getting anyone over. Not even close to over. <laughs> but uh, let's look at the SmackDown side of things. Um, did you say you wanted to have somebody for Smet Raw, the top woman, the top draft pick for the women? Women. I mean, for some reason, any every time I think of Charlotte Flair, I just think of Raw. So I've just picked her because I think that's well. Just she's on SmackDown, she's isn't she? Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, I see where I messed that up. So what do you think? So for my best on Raw, I would probably have to say probably Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Most star potential for sure. She's already a star, but she can elevate herself even more on Raw. Absolutely. And let's move over to the SmackDown side of things. So we've got we got more to say about this side than we do Raw. We had a lot to say about Raw, but this is even more. There's some glaring, glaring, very glaring issues with how this roster is constructed at this point, especially on the men's side. For sure. Definitely the men's side. Because <laughs> the top draft picks are Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, uh, Jeff Hardy's in there as well, Sheamus. Uh, Ricochet, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, 
Uh, Drew Gulak's in there as well. Multiple others. Hit Row from NXT got drafted to Friday Night SmackDown. Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dalla, Shante Adonis, and B-Fab in the women's division. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, SmackDown analysis. Top first thoughts, J.O. No star power. So I hinted at it earlier, but you just look at the names on SmackDown roster. Like if you just look at who they have that were uh, past champions, that you have Roman Reigns, McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, and I think Sheamus. One Jeff Hardy too. Jeff Hardy, right? Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I mean, and I'm talking about talking about the top title, of course, not the. Uh, uh, mid card titles, mm-hmm. and you can there can be an asterisk next to Kofi Kingston's name too if we want to get into that. But there's just not a whole lot of big names. Like I couldn't believe that this is how they ended things up on SmackDown. Well, yeah, me either. And like I look at this and I'm like, all right, we've already fed Roman a lot of people. There's not a lot left. Like and the, and like the guys you put on Raw SmackDown. They're not ready. None of them are ready. Like, they've not been built up enough. Like, the only guys I see on SmackDown that could possibly even contend for the title are Drew, Kofi, and Jeff, and maybe Sheamus. But he's not in the right character role right now. So, Roman, Mm-mm. so though Drew, Kofi, and that's a big maybe on Kofi. Because he he's, he's not, he's been, a, it's a tag, he's a tag team guy. Uh, Jeff, um... Jeff Hardy and Sheamus and Jeff Hardy hasn't been traded like a star super. Like he's just been kind of a veteran that's putting everyone over at this point, which I kind of get it at the same time. And then King Nakamura right. is there too. Shinsuke's there. So I don't really know what's the, 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 what's the plan here because it doesn't seem like you have any plan for Roman for a while after Brock. What's the, what's the, what's the, what are we doing? What are we going to do pretty much? Cause the main event seat is just gone. <laughs> well, cause honestly, I think even after crown jewel, it'll be Lesnar versus Reigns for a little longer. Cause I mean, Lesnar, I guess decided he didn't care about the draft and he said he was going to be a free agent shows up wherever the hell he wants to. <laughs> so I kind of feel it'll be Lesnar and Reigns again for a while. And honestly, I don't mind that because I think it's a pretty good feud. Mm-hmm. They need to keep it going because there's not any guys on here other than Drew that I just feel like they're even credible challengers at this point. And Drew's stock has dropped quite a bit last few months, but he's got it's gotten up back a little bit. But it, it, SmackDown's going to be in trouble because that's that's not a roster that is really going to wow people. Like there's a lot of guys I think are really good, but I, there's not it's not people that WWE see as really really good. Right. But with the problem that we said, there is that opportunity though that some other talent, some mid card talent who usually live in the mid card, but we would like to see go above, they could get that opportunity. Will WWE capitalize on that opportunity? Maybe not, but I'm just saying the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. So, like, the guys they fed to him already, Cesaro's one of them. He can't compete for the title at this, any, 
at this juncture, and I don't think they really want him competing for the title. He's just kind of in the mm. same spot he's always been in. Really good worker, just not a main event guy, I guess, even though he's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, Sami Zayn, the dude's consistent. Always entertaining, criminally underrated. His contract, I think, is coming up too, soon, too. So, where is he going to – what is he going to do? Because I feel like he's just kind of been in the same role for so long. Like, his heel, his heel gimmick, it's really good. His heel gimmick's really good, but he just – I don't know what, what – what is there left for him to do? Because he's just going to – literally, in WWE, he is stuck at this same level as a lot of guys. And I don't think there's any mobility for him upwards, even though he's a great talker, a great worker. What else do you want? I mean, I'd like him to, I want him to give that, to be given that opportunity, but (laughs) I don't know if WWE sees it that way just yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just, that's just the glaring issue. It's no main event talent. Um, best pick for SmackDown for you. Probably Drew. It has to be Drew. Because if we're talking about potential potential feuds down the line, the only, like you said, the only one who could maybe give Roman a run for his money is Drew. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I could see. Um, so my pick's kind of a little bit of a wild card in a way. Um, it's Ricochet. Ricochet. Cause he has, I think this trans, this him getting drafted over to SmackDown is a huge opportunity for him. So if they give him TV time, unlike they weren't like the, unlike the, unlike it, like he was getting on Monday night raw, he was getting no TV time. Pretty much. He was getting very little if he was, but if he gets an opportunity on SmackDown, I think it's going to be really beneficial to him. I think maybe he'll get a, maybe IC title run at some point. Maybe if they use him like they should use him, if they put him on TV, get him in a proper feud, not relegate him to main event because he has the greatest opportunity out of anybody. I think I see in this uh, pool on SmackDown. I think he has, really chance to break out hopefully and get out of that slump he's been in the slump that could be argued he's been in since he made it to the main roster pretty much pretty much <laughs> and uh, no, i see what you're saying yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah um smackdown look at the women's division for them your your initial thoughts First of all, I didn't get a chance to say when we talked about the Raws, but when we see the rosters like this is like broken down, it's crazy to see how sometimes, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but not a whole lot of women uh, superstars on the WWE rosters like combined. Mm-hmm. But we got you got Charlotte, you got B Fab, you got Naomi, you got Sasha, Shayna, Xia Lee, Aaliyah. Tony Storm, Shotzi, Blackheart, Natalia. You got a lot of potential in that that group. Is it? It's a matter of getting right. the TV time. That's the most important part because you'll have the talent, but you won't have 
way to showcase it. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's Raw definitely had the got the better end of the deal on the draft compared to the SmackDown's women's division. Um, mm-hmm. I think having Sasha and Charlotte on there together could lead to some good because they always had barnstormer of a match. But I think we've seen that enough times. That's the thing. We've seen it so many times. Okay, I'll give you that. Too much of a good thing. Like, you know, it's not too much of a good thing. It's just WWE's issue with repetitiveness. They do the same thing over and over and over again. They burn stuff into the ground with matches. I know it's a little bit fresh to a new audience because Sasha and Charlotte haven't really faced each other in quite a while. That, that'll be good for like a brief time, but after that, really, it's kind of, eh. You can only go yeah, back to that. You, you, only, you can only go back to that four horsewomen well so many times before you've got to build somebody else up. No, that's true. And even if Bailey co- goes to SmackDown when she's all killed up, that's again probably another issue that they could run into. Is Bailey's gone up against Charlotte so many times in the past. Bailey's gone up against Sasha too many times in the past. So. Yeah, I said SmackDown. I still definitely feel got the worst end of that. And uh, yeah, so I think so. Yeah, I think SmackDown did get. I think they have the most potential out of everybody. Like, because Naomi, she's been not used very well recently. She's been she's she's been in a feud with Sonya Deville, who's the authority with Adam Pearce on Raw and SmackDown. So she's in a good feud there, but hopefully it leads something leads to something for her. Shayna, she's got an opportunity, excuse me, to really break out. I think because she's had she is her push initially got thwarted by Becky Lynch at the beginning, and they were making her an absolute killer, and then they stopped it and they put her in a tag team with Nia Jax, and she was in that tag team for like a year and a half or something. It felt like. And then they finally broke her up, broke him up, and then they put her in a role as a killer, and it was fantastic. They they put him back in the role as a killer. So hopefully she gets a run, maybe a SmackDown title. She's 41 years old now, so but she's got a small window. Uh, Tony Storm's got a major opportunity, too, along with Shotzi. Shotzi has major star potential. She's got the charisma part down as well, uh, but... There's three people I think really have a chance to do some big things on SmackDown. Shayna, Tony Storm, and Shotzi. See, I thought Shayna was also had the best opportunity as well. I guess that's what, whether they intended to or not, it looks like SmackDown is going to be the land of opportunity. I wonder what that, I remember that, that saying. And like the SmackDown mid-card... On the men's side, it's pretty pretty good. They have Sheamus, Jeff, uh, so uh, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and the, the Mustafa Ali. Um, like they they've got guys that are going to be good in the mid card on that show. Nakamura, Rick Boogs, who's super over right now, playing the guitar for Shinsuke. You've, have you not have you if you've not seen Rick Boogs, you got to watch Rick Boogs. Then Pat McAfee's just vibing with him every single time on SmackDown. <laughs> it's it's hilarious and you got to check out Rick Boogs 
Rick Boog's uh, YouTube page. It's just a weird, like he does some incredibly odd lifting stuff and he's like incredibly strong. Like he'll have like a, one of those squat bars on his back and he'll deadlift at the same time. He's like doing obnoxious amounts of weight. Oh my God. He's just, and it's crudely filmed. It's just incredible stuff, but they, there's some, I think there's an opportunity for SmackDown. Like you said, land of opportunity for SmackDown. It's going to be guys that are not main event ready. Uh, going to go to SmackDown, going to be on SmackDown. They're going to need to get brought up really quick because otherwise they're going to be in trouble and Roman's going to run out of people to face. And he's already at the, near that point. He's a year and what, two months into his reign. Oh, for sure. Because it's if it's after Lesnar, then, yeah, like you say, who's next? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Don't say who's next. I don't, I don't need, we don't need, we don't need Goldberg in this. We don't need Goldberg in my, I don't need Goldberg in my life anymore. But, uh, yeah, it's lots of potential on both sides. Raw, they have young guys like Austin Theory in there, uh, up and comers like Damian Priest, uh, the Street Profits are on Raw, too, Finn Balor. So there's there's a lot of fun. It can go both ways. Ray and Dominic are on Raw as well. So there's lots of potential on both shows. Raw's going to be main event heavy, main event oriented guys. And uh, SmackDown is going to have some up-and-comer guys. I think the work rate on SmackDown is going to be better than on Raw. I, yeah, I would agree. I could see that. SmackDown's going to be the work rate show like it was back in, uh, what, 2002 to 2004, something like that area, 2003, that sweet spot they had. The SmackDown 6, as I like to call it. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Maybe we'll get a new version of that with this new SmackDown roster. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great workers in that, in that group, so it, it should be... A lot of fun. Hopefully, WWE te- television continues to get better, especially on the Raw side. They got the roster now. Do something with it. <laughs> do Please, something. WWE. Please do something with it. Uh, one thing we didn't tag talk about on this was the tag tag teams on each brand. Uh, what what do you think? I thought it was a good balance. I did. I actually, I, I would agree with that. Because one of the things I thought was a really smart move on WWE's part was breaking up, and I'm saying with air quotes, uh, the New Day. Because they broke up without breaking up. So David Woods and Kofi can do their thing on SmackDown without getting in the way of Big E's championship run. And now that he's going to be flying solo, he gives him more of a window, more of an opportunity to feel like a main eventer to be mm-hmm. like a main event guy mm-hmm. uh randy and riddle on raw with the smack that with the te- raw tag titles and we got ray and dominic who i think are on their way to breaking up as a tag team and maybe leading to father-son feud which would be really cool aj styles and omos uh the street profits um chad gable and otis um apollo and commander aziz and Ziggler and Rude and Cedric Shelton and Cedric. That's a lot of tag teams on Raw. It's it's a good it's a good number of tag teams. Just don't break them up, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would agree. I think 
first of all, I I never thought seeing uh, Randy Orton with Matt Riddle would be like a, such a good thing, but I'm in love with it. That's not something I thought I thought I should throw out there. We haven't really had a chance for me to talk about that, but I love it. But um, yeah, definitely some good uh, good matchups I could see with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kofi Xavier Woods on SmackDown, Happy Corbin and Madcap Ross, uh, Hit Row. Some combination of those guys is going to be probably used at some point or another. We got the Bloodline, we got the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, um, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, who've been tag team for a short time, uh, Jinder Mahal and Shanky, who are kind of in a, a stable. Well, Veer, their other uh, comrade, he's on Raw. So that's kind of weird. They broke those group that grouping up. But I think, I don't know, what tag division do you think's better? I think Raw's got it pretty much. I was going to say Raw. As Gordon Ramsay says, it's Raw. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do Gordon Ramsay. I can't do the British accent. It's so funny, though. But I think Raw, overall, Raw won this draft. What do you think? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And because they WWE always positioned Raw as the A show. So mm-hmm. even though I saw the disparity between the rosters, I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. It's just it, the way yeah, it's, the disparity was just glaring to me, with, especially with the, the main event scene. And uh, we'll see how it plays out, what, how, it'll affect, how it will affect the ratings moving forward, see if it does have any effect on uh, those. But I hope you enjoyed this uh, analysis of the latest WWE draft. Like we said earlier, it's coming into effect after Crown Jewel on Friday. So for Smack- when SmackDown ha- airs this Friday, we will uh, see a new look on SmackDown and a new look on Monday Night Raw. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, coming up next week, all right, WWE Women's Division. We have a problem. We, we prefaced it earlier on in this episode, but we're going to talk about WWE's women's division and how they have a problem. We're going to go over, we're going to get into the details of it, break it down for you. Hope you look forward to that. It'll drop next Tuesday here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show, where you can find it. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. J.O., before we hit, get this thing uh, wrapped up, drop your socials. Socials, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy Ordas. My name, all lowercase. All righty, then. And you can find Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Sig Daddy Wrestle and on Instagram at Sig Daddy dot wrestle until next time this is sig daddy signing off with jo leaving you with this from psycho sid you're only half the man that i am and i have half the brain that you do have a great week everyone take care